0: All right, so we, are, we have just wrapped up last week our uh, personal profiles. And so now what? What do we do? Um, I felt like Joe McGee just was speaking right into my spirit two, two or three weeks ago when he was here. And, uh, you know, I, I go back and I, I look at Jesus' ministry and you know, he, um, he taught, he walked, and he healed, he fed, he met needs. Uh, when they ran out of wine, he provided wine. When they didn't have food, he provided food. Um, when the woman at the well had a need, he met her need. Um, he didn't say what a loser she was and that she's not worthy and go away. He met her need. So here he is at the end of his ministry. He has died on the cross. He's not only showed us how to walk out his word. He's not only showed us how to minister to one another, but he has saved us. He has rescued us. He has paid every price that we had. Whatever tag we had on us, he paid. Whatever issue you have, it has been paid for. You just need to go claim your prize, your, your, your issue, your struggle, your war has been paid for. So, you know, here is Jesus at the end of his ministry, and he said, okay, disciples, followers, you know, he's been resurrected. He's walked around and he's talked to about 500 people shown him, hey, here I still am, and he's he's told all of these people, I want you, He he said, I want you to wait. He commanded them to wait, to go to a room and wait. Now, I want you to know these men, these women were equipped. They believed. They believed in the Word of God. They followed Christ. They were Christians. If anyone were Christians, they were. They followed Christ. But Jesus said, okay, I'm about to leave, and I want you to go over here and wait. Why? God, we got it all. God, I got it. I walked an aisle. I gave my heart to you. Why are you telling me to wait? And I feel like that's where we are as a church body. We have just kind of come through, and, and I believe... For the most part, we all accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. We've been water baptized. Um, we, we are learning to serve. We, you guys filling out those cards last week was just awesome. We went through those and just felt the presence of the Lord as we went through those. and Really, a, 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 a strong conviction and, and passion has come on our staff, mainly me putting that passion on them. Uh, But not really. Uh, It's such an awesome thing what you guys filled out. But here we sit, ready to go. I want in the game. Let me in the game. Let me in the game. And Jesus said, "Nope, I want you to wait. So if you can kind of tell where I'm going, hang on just a second. Let me ask you a question. Where am I going? What would you say? We're going to the Holy Spirit. And hopefully it's going to be different than you've ever heard. I'm just going to kind of teach this um, from my walk and also from previous studies. And if you've been here for a lengthy time at all, I have taught on this three times, two or three times. Uh, and we're not going to, I'm not even going to necessarily call it the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'm, we're just going to talk about being filled with the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit. Jesus said, I want you to wait. If we go to Acts chapter 2, verse 17... Um, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. So, what I want to talk about over the next few weeks is the Holy Spirit. And there is no reason to be afraid. We are a spirit-filled church. I mean, if you come and you worship with us, I hope you are not seeing a production. I hope you are experiencing the presence of God. Because if the production gets in front of the experience, I'm sorry, we've missed it. It is the presence of God. We can do that a thousand different ways. It does not have to be with the loudest noises and the greatest lights and the drums and everything. The Holy Spirit wants to come into your life. So when you come in here as your pastor, one of my biggest desires is that you experience the Lord. We get the world all day long. We get all the other stuff all day. I want something different. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And unfortunately, sometimes this can be a uh, touchy subject. Why? It is all throughout the word. No more touchy, no more no more being touchy about the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, "I'm sending someone just like me." He said, "I'm going to send another," and that word another means one just like the same. So, if we wanted to talk about Jesus, would Jesus be taboo? No. Then why is the Holy Spirit Satan has somehow made us think, made the church think there's something wrong with the Holy Spirit. And it's wrong. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's something to be completely desired. Do you want Jesus to walk with you everywhere you go? That's the way He does it. Through the Holy Spirit. Jesus, church, is no longer here. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father. So how can Jesus be in your heart at all times? By the Holy Spirit. Well, I need that, I want that, I desire that, and I'm not afraid of it. Nowhere in my spirit am I afraid of God. Having a fear of God is different than being afraid of God. So we're not going to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. In fact, it is my desire to, to help you long for it. Long for it. So, Holy Spirit. Um, Acts chapter uh, 1, verse 4 and 5. If you want to turn your Bibles there, we're going to, I'm going to put it up for you. Here is Jesus right at the end of his ministry. And here's what I just said to you just a minute ago. And being assembled all together with them, he commanded them not to depart Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Which, he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Remember all the equipping that Jesus did, and then he said, I want you to wait. This is key. The Holy Spirit in your life is key. Jesus made it key. That may sound like improper English. He made it very important for us by showing us the Scripture. We've received Christ. We've been water baptized. We believe and we follow the Word. But with all that, there's still one more element. We need the power. We need the one just like Jesus. Is that our kids screaming? Man, it's a long scream. Bless them in there, Lord. We, I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you fall on those children. Just fall in that room. One common objection that Christians concerning, concerning receiving the Holy Spirit or the baptism in the Holy Spirit is this second separate experience. And church, if you've ever felt like this or you do feel like this, this is normal. I thought I got it when I got saved. Anybody ever heard that? I thought I got it when I got saved. I, I've even said that. I was saved at five, spirit-filled at 17. I thought I had it. Didn't think I needed it, even though I had my mother telling me I didn't. I, I thought I did. And let me tell you, you can't ride on your parents' coattails forever. There came a time where I had to make a decision. I thought I received. So... Part of, part of my intention of teaching this over the next few weeks is to break that barrier. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3 says, No one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So, in one big sense, you're right. You did have the Holy Spirit in order to be saved. You cannot be saved without the work of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that, that helps us to be able to say that Jesus is Lord. So, the Holy Spirit is present at salvation or conversion to introduce the unbeliever to Christ. But that we're not talking about water baptism and salvation. We're talking about a next step. These people... The 120 in the upper room had had that measure of the Holy Spirit to receive Christ as their Lord. They had received Christ. But yet Jesus said, even though you're fully equipped, there's one more part that I'll command you to stop and wait. Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I'm going to show you clear distinction between these two experiences, experiences, especially in the book of Acts. Did you know that the book of Acts is the only book in the entire Bible that records that contains the record of the life and activity of the first Christians? It shows us the early church. The gospels are stories about the life of Jesus. The epistles are teaching letters dealing with problems and difficulties in the Christian life. But the book of Acts actually gives us actual life and experience of the church of the New Testament age. And we're going to see five passages over the next few weeks about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. um, In what, what we want to call the baptism in the Holy Spirit or the second experience. This may be brand new to you. If it is, great. Awesome. This may not be new to you, but you've struggled with it. Great. We're going to get through it. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of like an attorney trying to prove a case. And we're going to prove it by the Word of God. Because you are fully equipped, but you're missing the power. Fully equipped. You've gone to school and you've got all this education, Now we need the power to go along with it. That's what Jesus said. Um, The five experiences that we're going to go and look at, I'm going to get into maybe one of them, is Acts 2, the day of Pentecost, Acts 8, which was a Samaritan revival with Philip, Acts 9, uh, verses 1 through 11, Um, this was the conversion and the healing and the baptism in the Holy Spirit of Saul, you know, as he was walking, the light came and hit him, blinded him, and he was led to Ananias, where Ananias laid hands on him, and he received the Holy Spirit. The conversion happened at that light. He received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and started following, completely blind, started following Christ. Christ but it wasn't until later that we see that Paul received the Holy Spirit. Acts 10, verse 34, is is where Peter is preaching uh, to the household of Cornelius. And this one's a pretty cool one. People out in the congregation receive Christ as their Lord and Savior, and immediately the Holy Spirit just falls. No laying on of hands, no prayer line. I mean, what was God thinking? We need a prayer line to get anything done. That's why so many times, you know, with healing or with breakthrough in your life, do not wait for a prayer line. You get with God right here in the middle of worship. You get with God right here in the middle of the word. Don't wait. Don't wait. What I'm saying is probably really good, but your healing's a lot better. I mean, who needs breakthrough? Why wait? Don't sit there any longer. Get with God now. God, I have a need. I need you to meet that need. It may be financial. It may be spiritual. It may be mental. It may be physical. Whatever. Make your requests known. The Lord said, make your requests known. He needs you to speak. Speak. You know what's hard about speaking especially when you ask is it takes you, you have to humble yourself and you are acknowledging that God's God and you're not and you can't handle this any longer God says okay yeah I got it I just need you to speak Do you think the woman at the well do you think God Jesus didn't know what the issue was he did But he asked her He needed her to engage. I love the story of the woman with the issue of blood. That is the way to approach the Lord. I don't care who I'm offending, and I don't mean go out here and start offending people, but I don't care what it looks like. I am going to get to the Lord. I've tried everything else, but I have to get to the Lord it is that kind of passion and that kind of desire that I desire for you to have for the Holy Spirit. Um, Acts chapter 19, uh, the first part of Acts chapter 19, Paul uh, finds 12 disciples at Ephesus um, who knows Jesus as Savior but hasn't received the, hasn't received the Holy Spirit. All five accounts... Um, we see the same truth emerging that conversion is one experience and the Holy Spirit is second, the receiving of the Holy Spirit. It's in Scripture. You want to argue it? I'll argue with you. I I don't mind. I I like a good argument, to be honest with you. But also argue with God. If you're really struggling with this whole second experience thing, we're going to take the Word. Don't argue with me yet. Wait till we get into the Word. Okay, we can just sit here and argue. Sometimes that's fine except for the one that loses. But, you know, some some people just like to argue, and, you know, let's don't do that. Let's wait until we have the Word. Let's get all the facts, and then let's mix it up. All right. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. This is the key verse for me in this teaching. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. If you go and do the Greek study of this word, be filled, it is be continuously filled. This is not a one-and-done thing. The baptism in the Holy Spirit or being filled with the Holy Spirit is not a one-time deal. It is the start. And I've got to get up every single morning. I don't remember who I was talking with. It may have been you two this morning talking about how desperately I need the Holy Spirit daily. Why? Because Jesus says that He is going to lead me and guide me into all truth. Well, how is Jesus going to do that? Through the Holy Spirit. So I need to ask for the Holy Spirit daily. Unfortunately, my spirit leaks out. Wouldn't it be nice if we could ask for the Holy Spirit, He would completely fill us and we never have to go back to the gas station again. Wouldn't you love to go fill your car up and never have to go back? Amen. I still have a car that gets 10 miles to the gallon turned off. I'm not kidding. I can just start it and I'll lose a gallon of gas. But we... Elizabeth and I decided to have four kids. So we have a family truckster. And they don't make a good gas mileage family truckster. But I would love, I would love to go pray to the Lord, Lord, fill my gas tank so that it never, you know, like going to the well, if you'll drink this water, you'll never go thirsty again. God, will you do that to my gas tank? Lord, would you do that with the Holy Spirit? And the Lord says, no, I want you to keep asking. No, I will. I'll keep filling it. It'll be free, but we've got to ask for it. It says, be filled. Be filled. That's kind of a command. That's kind of an action of ours. Be filled. How? If you go to Luke chapter 11, it says, how much more will I give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? We have to Ask. Today, we have to ask. Therefore, okay, so be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, songs of the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'd hoped we were going to get into one, but we're not going to. That's, that's where we're going to leave. Next week, we're going to start on Acts chapter 2, and we're just going to kind of have a, an education of second experiences. But we're not going to leave tonight without asking for the Holy Spirit. Why wait? You know, Moses, Moses and Pharaoh really had a kind of a funny relationship. Uh, God, through Moses, brought a plague. Moses goes up to Pharaoh. Pharaoh, how you like that one? How do you like me now? Well, I don't like you very much. Would you please get rid of it and I'll let you go. Sure, I will. When do you want me to call this off? Pharaoh every time said, tomorrow. Why? If you got flies all up in your stuff, frogs, water, you got issues, why wouldn't you say, Moses, why don't you go ahead and take care of that right now? So, part of receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior is faith. I mean it's not part it's it trying to wrap your head around really what jesus christ has done for you is about more than our minds can take but we receive christ as our lord and savior in faith we are saved by faith receiving the holy spirit is exactly the same don't be afraid I promise you, well, I can't promise this, that you're, you're going to start speaking in tongues at Walmart out of control. You're not going to do that. We're not even going to deal with tongues. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, it's a great thing, but we're not going to let, let that get in the way right now. Right now, we just need the Holy Spirit. If He wants to manifest Himself any way that He wants, do you know there's a lot of ways the Holy Spirit manifests? Tongues is just one of them. Don't let your brain get in the way right here. Remember when you were saved and what a challenge it was to give in to that. Same thing. I just want you to trust the Lord. Can the Lord give you a bad gift? No. Then can we ask? I'm going to ask for the Holy Spirit to fall on you. But I also want you to ask for the Holy Spirit. Can we just do that? As I pray, I just ask you guys to just say, Holy Spirit, fill me up. That's it. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm just going to personally ask first. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me up, Lord. Empty me of myself. Empty me of whatever nastiness this world is trying to take to be put into my spirit. And Lord, I just right now proclaim that I desire you to fill me. I need you so badly. I need wisdom. I need power. I need breakthrough. I need favor. And Jesus, I need you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask you just to fill this room, fill this church with your Holy Spirit. That just as Peter proclaimed the word and proclaimed the gospel over those under the sound of his voice, the Holy Spirit just fell. Lord, let your Holy Spirit fall. Fall on our youth. Happy birthday to Justin today. Bless him today, Lord, and bless that youth. Holy Spirit, fall on that youth. Fire, fall on the youth. Father, we just ask that the Holy Spirit would fall on the well and, Lord, that that would just ooze out into the entire TTU Campus, Nashville State, Ball State, uh, whatever college uh, career people that we have in our church and in our city, Holy Spirit, fall on them. Lord, over our children, Holy Spirit, fall on them. Was it John the Baptist that uh, the Spirit moved in him as an unborn baby? I thank you, Lord. We give you the right to move. Move in our church. And Lord, equip us, even though we don't have all the facts yet. Go ahead and equip us with power to be able to move in the way that you've made us. You've made us our way for a reason. And it's good. And it's for us to fit and not conflict, but to work in unison, in harmony. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just receive you tonight. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Come back next week. We'll get a little, little bit more into this. Y'all have a great week.